بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters and elders how many of you have heard this term or know the law of entropy you know good it's also called the second law of thermodynamics the law of entropy is that anything which is left to itself will go towards randomness or disorganization anything that is left unattended will deteriorate not the other way around so to give you some examples if you don't take care of your health for example if you do not exercise you don't you don't eat the right food and so on and so on your health will not become better right it will only get worse if you leave your car and you don't do the you know preventive maintenance oil changes at the right time and so on and so on it will break down you can't take a car which is not working well and leave it alone and suddenly one day you wake up and find it's perfect no it goes the other way around take a garden right if you do not weed the garden if you do not you know put pesticides and whatever else then the garden goes to become a wilderness you will never find that suddenly now your garden has these beautiful roses and gladioli and what not which never they were not there before you will find other stuff you will find weeds you will find all kinds of uh, harmful things which come into the garden this is the this is the law of entropy or the law of um, where, where which is the um, that if you don't take care of something it deteriorates goes down the drain now the reason i'm saying this to you is because the same thing applies to us as people as human beings exactly the same thing applies to us um, we also if we don't take care of ourselves if we do not uh, take care of our uh, personality then we also deteriorate over time now this happens to us physically it happens to us mentally it happens to us spiritually all three ways physically of course as i mentioned to you mentally for example if you do not exercise your mind if you don't read that is why one of the very good things to do is to them people have talked about you know what keeps alzheimer's away or what keeps dementia away and one of the things they have said two things one is learn a new language no matter what language new language and remember it doesn't matter if you learn it or not just try even if you never learn it it keeps your brain cells active right it's tough it's difficult if you're not learning but the other thing obviously is also memorize quran because this is another wonderful thing which keeps brain cells alive again doesn't matter if you keep forgetting don't don't give up don't think oh you know i tried so hard like it doesn't happen no doesn't matter whatever it is it keeps the the mind alive of course obviously reading is a very very important thing to do and reading also the more the variety in reading different kinds of things not just one kind of thing so this is all keeps so mentally now same thing to in that case spiritually so i thought let me share with you my thoughts on this i believe there are three things we must focus on if we don't want the law of entropy to take to to take hold of us three things one is our connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this requires daily work 
Yeah, we'll come to that in a minute. The second one is our relationships with others. Those again require daily work. And the third thing is developing competence. Right? Developing our competence. Now that again is something which, which requires daily work. The reason I'm saying this is because many times we take these things for granted. You know, I'm a Muslim, I'm praying, Allah subhanahu wa Ramadan, I, I go for Tarawih, I pay zakat, what not. If I get a chance, I go for Ramadan Hajj. What more do you want? No. This is something that requires on a daily basis. It requires monitoring and then it requires correction if there is correction required. So how do we monitor? What do we monitor as far as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's connection is concerned? The first and most important thing to keep in mind as far as the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is concerned is to avoid shirk. Not to fall into shirk of any kind. There's no such thing as small shirk and big shirk. Shirk is shirk. And in shirk, riya is shirk. We know the hadith of Islam, right? He said, the, and he said the riya is as hidden or more hidden than a blank ant crawling on a black rock in the dark night. Wanting to show off, wanting to, uh, you know, that's why Rasulullah said, if somebody asks for imamat, don't give it to him. If someone comes and says, I want to lead salah, he said, no, don't give it to him. He just disqualified himself by saying, I want to lead salah. Why do you want to lead salah? For what? What is the reason? Why do you want to lead salah? There is only one reason. Because you think your qirat is good and you want people to listen to that. That's real. So you are going to stand on this on this musalla here and commit shirk. And you want people to pray behind you. Inna lillahi wa inna Right? He said, do not give it. Do not give the imamat. So, khutbah, salah, whatever, to somebody who is asking for it. People should come to you and say, Swanallah, this is, here is this person, we would like you to come. That's a different issue. But if the person comes and says, I want to do it, no. Right? Now, Riyah is very, very important. And, and this is something that, Swanallah, Shaitan puts it into our hearts. Popularity, seeking popularity. Now, how many, how many, uh, Videos and how many this and how many that, and how many people are saying, Oh, subhanAllah, beautiful khutbah, beautiful man. Inna lillahi wa inna So, avoiding shirk. I know we don't, we don't go and pray to idols and so on. You won't go and make uh, sajda to some grave or cover. But these are things, other things. The second thing is, with regard to the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is to make shukr. And this must be a conscious, constant activity. Right? Consciously think about this. Try and do it every day. Every day think about one or two or three things and say, Ya Allah, what, what am I thankful for? I think I mentioned this in one of my khutbas. There was a experiment done in the uh, University of California uh, in the medical, medical school. They did this experiment with people who were in, uh, in, in chronically depressed. Right? So chronic depression. Um, they took a control group and they took them off all medication and they said to them every day when you wake up in the morning, write down 10 things that you are grateful for. Even if it's the same 10 things every day, but consciously think about that and write down 10 things that you are grateful for. So this was the control group, no medication, only this. The other group was on the usual whatever they were giving them. And they found that in one month, this control group 
without medication was better than the group which had, which had medication. Just by consciously being thankful for 10 things. But conscious, key thing is consciousness. It's not simply to say, oh, Iman and this and this and eyesight and hearing. No, 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 no. Consciously. Think about that. If you're saying eyesight, imagine yourself if you were blind. Imagine if you were colorblind. Everything is black and white. You can't see any color. Or if you're blind completely, you can't see at all. Right? Consci- be conscious about that. Consciously be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a daily basis. Every single day. Right? Very consciously, not not uh, mechanically. Third thing, in third way is to, through the recitation of Quran, through seeing the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala around us, fill our hearts with the glory and majesty and magnificence and power and khudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? I know, intellectually, conceptually, we all understand this. You know, Allah, so on, so on. That's not enough. That is not enough. It has to be inside the heart. It must come into the heart. And say, this is my Rabb Jalla Jalla. Now, what is the sign of these three things? One is, what is the sign of shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That life will be sweet. That you will enjoy life. You will be very happy. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, La'in shakartum, la'asidannakum. So what is the ziyada? What is the, the increase in blessing? It, not, it doesn't mean one is to two. It just means that you will enjoy that blessing more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the huluwa, the sweetness of that blessing. So the sign of whether my shukr is working is what? Am I happier? Am I more contented? The sign of the azmat and azama of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is that? Lack of fear. No more anxiety. No more depression. No more feeling, oh my God, what will happen? Nothing will happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control. What can happen? What can happen? What if this? What if that? What if the third world war? What if what? What if nothing? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control. Completely at peace. So, happiness and complete lack of fear of anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only concern is my Rabb should be pleased with me. Khalas. Nothing else. My Rabb should be pleased with me. That is the only fear I must have. That I should not displease Allah Jalla Jalalu in any way. Right? The other two things we'll talk about tomorrow and day after, inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to taste the sweetness of this beautiful deen. To taste the sweetness and the nur of his, of his jamal in our hearts. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from all the wasafis of shaitan and all forms of any kind of misguidance, wherever be the source of that, and to guide us to him in a way that pleases him.